0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio for today. Have we overlooked anything in Bible prophecy? As Christians, have we gotten so caught up in worry over the coronavirus and its outcomes for every one of our loved ones that we have forgotten about Bible prophecy or something that uh, we have just overlooked? because the news is so full of news about the coronavirus. For example, have you ever heard of Javon or Javon or Yevon? What is Yevon? Is it in the Bible somewhere? Let's take a look at Daniel 11 verse 2. It reads like this in the King James, and I've got to decipher this a little bit with you, so hold on while I try to do that. In chapter 11 of Daniel and verse 1, it reads like this in the King James Also, I, in the first year of Darius or Darius the Mede, even I stood to confirm and to strengthen him. Verse 2, And now I will show you the truth. Behold, there shall stand up yet three kings in Persia. Now Persia today is Iran. And the fourth shall be far richer than they all. And by his strength, through his riches, he will stir up all against the realm of Grecia. Grecia is Greece. So, why did I mention Yevon or Javon or however it's pronounced? We're going to take a look at that in just a second. But I want to read it to you in the NLT and see if there's any difference here. To quote uh, chapter 11 of Daniel verse 1. Now then, I will reveal the truth to you Three more Persian kings will reign to be succeeded by a fourth, far richer than the others. He will use his wealth to stir up everyone to fight against the kingdom of Greece. Now there's a little asterisk here, and it says Hebrew, Javan, J-A-V-A-N. Very interesting. What is Javan. Well, Javan is uh, purported to be uh, an area of partially Grecian islands but on toward the east and against the edge of the Mediterranean there in Turkey. I find that fascinating. This is one thing that I think we have not seen much about lately in the news. Turkey. You know that Erdogan, the president of Turkey over there, wants to be the head of all of Muslims, all the Muslims in the world, all of Islam. He wants to be in my view and my understanding of the man and watching him speak he wants to be the restorer of the Ottoman Empire. And that Ottoman Empire is Javan or Javan. And it was not a small area. This was a rather large area actually. It even covered parts of Italy. And I think on up into um, north, the north of Turkey. Well north of Turkey is actually the Black Sea except for the northwestern part of Turkey, which would be Bulgaria. But that whole region was part of Javon or Javon or Yevon, however it's pronounced. But what comes next? This is the thing. What comes after the scare of the coronavirus? And who knows, I've got a friend in the hospital, he's in a coma as a result of this, and he's still waiting for his body to build up antibodies to fight off the coronavirus. It's a scary place to be. And they have to intubate a person, put them in uh, sedation to get that to happen. And they likely will get pneumonia, and their lungs fill up with fluid and they die. That's the way it happens. So, um, I keep praying for him. His name is John. But anyway, what comes next? Will Turkey be the antichrist of biblical fame? I think we might be getting pretty warm, pretty close to the idea. I also believe that as head of the Islamic republics, he could purport himself to be the 12th imam. Now the imams in Islam are saviors. The 12th savior is supposed to be the last one to take over the world for Islam. A savior like Jesus in my understanding of it. Do you know that they have rebuilt again the Hagia Sophia. The Hagia Sophia was, at one point in time, the world's largest Christian cathedral. It's in Istanbul. This place is now a mosque, and that's what they do. They take over, they, when they move into an area, they'll take over a building that was built by Christians or Hindus or any other religion, they'll take that over and turn it into one of their worship centers. And that's what's happened again. Now, this happened back in 532. Hagia Sophia means the wisdom of God. Where have we seen that before? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24 says, But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So there you are. That's what Hagia Sophia means. Hagia Sophia, I believe, is Greek. Sophia, I have a granddaughter by that name, by the way. Sophia, I love that name. She's a darling little girl, too. And she's not so little anymore. She's nine, but she's, um, she's very tall for her age. Anyway, the Hagia Sophia was built as a Christian cathedral and then reconverted again for the second time after the Muslims moved into Turkey. So now it's a mosque one more time and it is huge. That thing is big. Of course, they've added minarets and things like that to make it their own. Well, I believe personally that Turkey is going to gather to itself more power as time goes on. Keep your eyes on Turkey, not just Iran and Iraq and Saudi Arabia, but also Turkey, because he's trying to unite them all together. And that may be a big deal. Now, why do I say that? Well, because Iran and Turkey do not get along right now. They don't get along. I believe that since they border each other in the south and east, that they will have more conflict between the two until Turkey gets the better of them. You see, Turkey is a nuclear nation. Did you know that? Turkey and Greece and Italy, those are all funded by, supplied by the United States of America. We're over there. We have bases there. And we supply them with nuclear energy and also nuclear protection. So they have nukes in Turkey. Iran? No, not so much. Since Obama left office we have stopped sending Iran billions of dollars for nothing. And I don't approve of sending them money for nothing. We want peace, yes, of course. But I believe that Iran wants war and not just with the United States, the great Satan as they call us, but also with Turkey because they don't want Erdogan running the show unless he turns into the 12th Imam. So there's a lot of political stuff going on and let's face it, the Ayatollah is a sick man. He is ill, very ill. And he could die at any time. So then what would happen? Well, what if Erdogan does move in as the 12th Imam? What if he proclaims himself the 12th Imam? The savior of the world, as he wants to be. The savior, certainly, of the Ottoman Empire. Well, I think there's going to be a conflict, at least until... The time when Turkey bests the Iranians. When that happens, they'll form an allegiance, according to Daniel. So I want to think about and talk about some other things here as well. Gates, Fauci, and Soros. Three billionaires, I'm not sure Fauci is a billionaire or not, but he's married to, I think it's Bill Gates' wife's sister. So they're all in the family there, and they're making money hand over fist. And how are they doing that? It's only been about five years ago when Bill Gates was talking about global warming and the idea of setting up a grid pattern sprayed over our heads that had aluminum oxide and other chemicals and particles in the air that would reflect sunlight away from the earth and cool it off so as to stop global warming. Let me tell you that will not work. That will not work. I for one am very tired of hearing the jet sprayers go overhead There's not supposed to be any aerial traffic out there. It's supposed to be in shutdown. Have we stopped that? Why then do we hear day in and day out, including today? I heard them this morning spraying overhead. And, you know, I've talked to my son about this, and he's not into it. He doesn't believe it or at least he didn't until I talked with him about it, he said, no, 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 that's just contrails. That's not chemtrails, that's contrails. Contrails would be condensation, it's just water vapor coming out of the back end of a jet engine. Well, jet engine's fuel is kerosene. And yes, it would form water vapor out the back. But that's not what we're seeing, that's not what we're looking at. When I was a kid, we used to see jets go across, and these were legitimate jets flying from one point to another, and I didn't like it then, and I still don't like it to this day, but those, those trails did not linger, and they did not plume when they hit the atmosphere and turn into clouds and then rain he thought maybe this might be what I was referring to was a crop dusting situation. Well, no. The miniature nozzles on a crop duster are much different than the giant ones there are on these jet aircraft. This stuff does not come out of the back end of a jet engine. It comes out of nozzles that are special and attached to the airplane And inside these airplanes, there is not a seat in sight. Instead, we see tanks and pumps and delivery systems and piping that goes from the tanks out to the nozzles, under pressure. So, no, this is a different animal altogether. These come out of nozzles, not out of the back end of a jet engine. Why are they doing that? Well, they give us the excuse that it's for global warming. It was about the global warming scam, and to me it's a scam, it's not real. There's change in the climate. There's been change in the climate every day since the beginning of time. Big hairy deal. We don't need to override what God's done and say that God, we know better than you, we like it air conditioned. Now cool it off, or we're gonna do it ourselves. No, we don't we don't have that right. Pastor Andrew Brunson tried to say to President Trump that Turkey has its eye on Iran and they want to become allies, but they're not able to do it and that they will according to Bible prophecy. I find that fascinating. But you can research that more in uh, the book of Daniel and you can see why he said that. And I think he's probably onto something. But uh, how do the, the billionaires make their money so that they can control the world? Well, Let me tell you, where did these bricks show up for these looters to break glass with? Well, they show up because somebody bought the bricks. I believe it's these billionaires because they make money. These guys know how to make money. They're also heavily invested in insurance, gas, oil, even glass, mortuaries caskets, the medical industry, pharmaceuticals, all sorts of things like that. They've got their hands in some investment in each and every phase of this whole thing. They own glass companies, they own brick manufacturers, insurance companies, gas and oil, all to supply fuel. For their fire. And then they stir people up and they make money any way you look at it. If the store owner, for example, has insurance, which all of them probably do or did, then they sell the insurance and they do make money with it. So, long story short, they're going to make money whether they give them an injection or not and if they kill them well then they'll they're heavily invested in caskets and in the mortuary industry and the pharmaceutical industries and all of that so you can count on the billionaires making money they know how to do it and that's their god they don't care eventually something dreadful is going to happen in the Middle East. I have known for 40 years that they are going to nuke the oil fields. And I thought, okay, why? Why would they do that? These billionaires are making money. How are they going to make money by nuking the oil field? We have, the as the earth turns, the oil smoke would cover Israel. If they nuked, uh, say, Saudi Arabia or Kuwait or Iran or Iraq, all that smoke would go over Israel. If Israel tried to fly over or drop bombs or send an intercontinental ballistic missile over there, guess what would be jammed by nuclear war. Well, it would be just that. They can't send bombs or ICBMs or any of those without having a navigation system on board that will self-operate and keep operating. Well, what happens when it goes through radioactive smoke? It shuts down their GPS system if I'm not seriously mistaken. And you can argue with me if you want to on that. Let's go to Jeremiah 51-58 for a second. You know that Elam is the old uh, the old word for Iran. Let's start in uh, chapter 49 and verse 34. This message concerning Elam came to the prophet Jeremiah from the Lord at the beginning of the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says, I will destroy the archers of Elam. Now, archers can also mean missiles. The best of their forces, I will bring enemies from all directions, and I will scatter the people of Elam to the four winds. They will be exiled to the countries around the world. I myself will go with Elam's enemies to shatter it. In my fierce anger I will bring great disaster upon the people of Elam, says the Lord. Their enemies will chase them with a sword until I have destroyed them completely. I will set up my throne in Elam, says the Lord, and I will destroy its king and officials. But I will restore the fortunes of Elam in the days to come. I, the Lord, have spoken. Isn't that fascinating? That even though God gives him a really good spanking, He'll eventually restore the fortunes of Elam. Very interesting. And then turning over to um, chapter 51, I want to go down to... This is uh, his description of uh, the destruction of Babylon, which I believe Iran was a part of, and also Iraq and um, Saudi Arabia, and all that whole region was part of the Babylonian Empire. It was a big empire. Let's start in verse 54. Listen, hear the cry of Babylon, the sound of great destruction from the land of the Babylonians, for the Lord is destroying Babylon. He will silence her loud voice. Waves of enemies pound against her. The noise of battle rings through the city, destroying armies come against Babylon. Her mighty men are captured and their weapons break in their hands. For the Lord is a God who gives just punishment. He always repays in full. I will make drunk her officials and wise men, along with her captains and officers and warriors, They will fall asleep and never wake up again. I find that very interesting. How can you be alive in hell and never wake up again, period? says the king, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies. And then get this in verse 58. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. The thick walls of Babylon will be leveled to the ground, and her massive gates will be burned the builders from many lands have worked in vain for their work will be destroyed by fire unquote now let's take a look at this verse in the king james version because there's something they left out here in the nlt verse 57 chapter 51 of jeremiah in the new king or the king james language it sounds like this I will make drunk her princes and her wise men, her captains and her rulers and her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, says the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Now that's pretty much the same, but this, verse 58, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the broad walls of Babylon, shall be utterly broken, and her high gates burned with fire. And the people shall labor in vain, and the folk in the nations for the fire, and they shall be weary. I find that rather fascinating language there in that last part. The people shall labor in vain. Now, how would you labor in vain by trying to put out a fire? Well, it would be too much for you. You couldn't put it out. Well, what fire are we talking about? And why will they be weary and wear themselves out? Let's flip on over quickly to Revelation 16 and verse 8. And the fourth angel poured out his vial, or bowl, upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. Verse 9, And the men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which had power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat, the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and sores, and yet they repented not of their sins. So there's got to be a reason that there was darkness over the kingdom. And that's something you could do as a good Bible study is find out, study the word dark and darkness, dark and darkness, and see where that's located in the Bible and what does it say. Here's a clue, chapter 9 of Revelation, starting in verse 1, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth. And to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. Okay, so there's an, there's an abyss, there's a pit. And he opened the bottomless pit. And there's, there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Well, this is Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. This is certainly no time to give up on Bible prophecy. This is a time to try to figure out where we are and what we have ignored or overlooked during the coronavirus. So we shouldn't be taken by surprise when we find out that billionaires and the uh, bankers are running the world and ruining the world and doing what they want so they can make the most money. And we shouldn't be surprised if Erdogan becomes the leader of the Islamic Republics and ties it all together under the auspices of the Ottoman Empire. And we shouldn't be surprised when prophets or people who know their God, I'm not a prophet, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying that there are some wise people out there, even advisors to our president, who are saying these same things. And that's a good thing. So, until next time, I'm Elbert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. You can go to my website, which has no advertising, and I'm not after your email or anything from you at all. It's for your benefit. So, anyway, you can go to my website, itellwhy.com. So, until next time, stay well, and God bless.